0: Let's join together in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the the blessing of worship, uh, the blessing of your church, uh, the blessing of your word. I I simply pray that uh, we are impacted in a powerful way uh, more and more uh, by the power of your spirit. Thank you for your church that is all over the world uh, as we think about some churches today that are... In other nations, I do pray for the Christians that, uh, uh, that really give it all, um, who are willing to sacrifice uh, their very physical life, uh, that your word and your church is advanced. May we remember them, may we pray for them, the persecuted church, but also the spirit-filled church that is reaching people and nations for Christ. And that's what it's all about. That's what you said in Matthew 28, what you said in Acts 1. And uh, may, we, may we help in our broken, humble selves expand your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. In your name, amen. Thank you all. Y'all can have a seat. And you can take your Bibles. Uh, if you do not have a Bible, uh, you're welcome to get one, grab one in the back. Uh, and that would be our gift to you. Uh, If you want to take it home. But Ephesians chapter 2, that is where we will be camped out this morning. Ephesians 2, I'll start with verse 1. Before I do that, we have been in a, uh, we've opened this year in a series on prayer. Uh, And it's not how to pray, because that should be simple. It's just talking to God. But what to pray for, and in the what to pray Holy Spirit leads us in how to pray. So, we have talked about praying for this city. We have talked about praying for baptisms and salvations. Last week, we specifically talked about praying for this body, this church, Bellwether. And today, uh, we're going to close in praying for churches around the world, both churches that we support. Uh, and other churches and church plants around the world that we need to at least think about and, and pray for. Uh, next, as we hear sirens, pray for your city. Reminder, okay? Pray for our city. Next week, as we start Lent, we're going to start a new series. We're calling it He Is, the He is Jesus, as in like He is there. We're looking at seven statements Jesus made in John, the seven I Am statements. Are called. So he said, I am. We say, He is. And we will uh, we'll start that next week. He is the bread of life. So this will be a series uh, for Lent. But we're going to close this out today. And let me just say this. So some of y'all, uh, some of y'all may not know this as members. Uh, some of you are visiting. Uh, we support uh, several churches around the world uh, financially, uh, but also in prayer, uh, in relationship. Uh, some of us have visited these churches. And uh, some of them are in India. Uh, I want to put a picture up on screen. Uh, churches in India, we support ch- four church plants in India. We actually give, get this, $150 a month to each church planter, and that's his life. And that's what he lives on, $150 a month. So, so this church, and I know it's India, so it doesn't take a lot there, but we give four church planters and their families... Uh, they, they live on us. Uh, so there's some pictures up there, some kids in the churches. We also support uh, church, church plant outside of Dubai, uh, but in the United Arab Emirates. Picture of that. That is their groundbreaking ceremony of some land that was given to them uh, by a sheik. And I learned this from them. Sheiks are really called sheiks, like milkshake, okay? So you say that, a little <laughs> cultural knowledge here. Uh, but two, um, Two people, Josh and Jenny Manley, felt uh, led to go to the Muslim world, to the Arab world, uh, and help grow this church uh, with others. We give to them. So you know, we give $400 a month to that church. Uh, then we also are now supporting a church planter in Italy. Uh, in his family, this, there should be a picture. Uh, that's Rob Krause. Uh Chris and I got to know him Uh, in Italy. I know y'all are like, wow, you know, tough tough assignment, tough post, you know, Italy. Um, But uh, in fact, Italy is one of the darkest places um, on earth. There's about one church for 45,000 people, or every 45,000 folks. Uh, It's very dark. Uh, You know, he told me, I didn't know this, uh, the city of Venice. Anybody ever been to Venice? Anybody ever been to Venice? Okay. You need to go, but there's no churches in Venice. Literally no church. Like, well, what about, you know, that... uh, yeah, I mean, they're relics of churches, they're museums, but no, there are no churches in Venice, Italy. Uh, we give $1,000 a month uh, to his church, Serenissima Bible Church. Uh, it's a bit more, costs a little bit more to uh, make it uh, in Italy. Uh, we also, I don't have pictures, but you've seen a lot of pictures in Honduras. We have supported ministries and helped build churches uh, there. And I know through God's grace and power, we will continue supporting uh, many other works and churches around the world. We also support a lot of other ministries, both in Honduras, uh, in India, uh, in sex trafficking, and in a school, but today is more about the churches and church plants uh, that uh, we need to pray for, not just those that we support, but church around the world. Now then, I've said all that, but I want to go deeper, because it's easy to say, okay, yeah, this is Sunday, I caught the Sunday, yeah, you know, pray for church around the world, or, or he's going to ask me for some money. Of course, I'm going to ask you for some money, but but not because I should ask you for money. Because the heart should be turned and changed to Jesus. Okay, so I, I want to go deeper, uh, where it's really not about like church plants around the world. It's really about what Jesus has done in your heart. Because I could say, well, you know, why should we support churches? Well, we should. Okay, or why should we pray for churches around the world? Well, we should. I mean, we should. It's kind of Sunday school answer. I mean, we we know we should. But I don't want it to be like a duty or a responsibility or like a we should. I want it to be like we're called. And there's a difference in that. It's a heart change. So that's why I say let's look at, I think, one of the most powerful passages in the Bible, in my opinion, Ephesians 2, verse 1 through 10. So I'm going to read it to us now. Verse 1. Paul writes, he says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, And again, like last Sunday, it's more about the heart than all these external things around us, even more so than like the churches that you see that we support. It really begins and ends with your heart. And, and to go deeper, it is about seeing in a different way, it is about loving, it is about going. See, love, go. So the first thing I would, I would ask you, and, and honestly, if you, if you remember, nothing else From this morning. I hope you remember this, okay? Uh, Do you remember when you were not saved? It's a key question. Let me rephrase that, make it even more clear. Do you remember uh, when you were lost and bound for hell? Uh, A lot of us have said, me included, I don't remember that time. A lot of us have said, me included, I mean, I just feel like I was kind of born into Christianity. A lot of us have said, me included, I don't really remember a time when I wasn't a Christian. Uh, Then I would ask, and I've asked myself this in years past uh, was I really a Christian? Because, and this is not my opinion, this is what the Bible says. None of us are born into Christianity. We're born into sin. Paul is pretty clear here, as he usually is. You were dead, verse 1, among whom we all lived, the passions of our flesh. I remember those days. Carrying out the desires of the body. I do remember those days. uh, Were by nature children of wrath. I remember those days. Like the rest of mankind, translated humanity. I would say this. If you don't remember the time where you were lost and, to be clear, bound for hell, then I don't know if you are really getting, like, what salvation is. And and I'm not even sure if you're, like, really saved. Now, before you start, like, well, what are you saying? What are you saying? What I'm saying is we are all sinners, and at a point, and there has to be a point where we turn to Christ. And if we really know what God saved us from, then we'll really, like, walk, as I've talked about, walk in His, in his love, in His peace, in His power. And I call this seeing different. Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, Christians are to see different. It's not my opinion. It's what I see in the Bible. Uh, We see differently because we do remember when we were lost. And we see ourselves then. as like, oh, you were lost. And we're thankful because of what we have in Jesus Christ. And we remember when we turn to Christ. And I was that very person, you know, parents here, where I was like, yeah, I just... Raised into Christianity. I mean, I was just saying, there's not a day I don't remember. But then I really think. I'm like, you know what? I was like a real deal sinner bound for hell. And I'm, a, I'm reminded by that every day. You know how? Because I think about this. You know, the, one of the basic desires of sin is our desire to be right. We want to be right. We want to get that person. We want to be right. We want to make that point. No, I'm right. I'm right. Sin is even when we're right, we want to be right. We want to prove our points. I'm reminded of my sinfulness uh, day in, day out, because I want to be right. Right, sweetie? Yes, you said amen. (laughs) I want to be right. And there is this thing in us that, you know, I want to be right. So, I, I call us to see different, to, to, yeah, to like remember, like, when we were really didn't know this, didn't know that we can't save ourselves and that Jesus paid it all and everything we sing about. There's a change when you grasp that. There should be a change. And I would say, if, if you don't remember how you were, then I don't know if the change has taken place. Just saying. So we see different. We see different. Uh, I'll give you a couple stories, okay? Real quick. Uh, A pastor, Chris and I met in Italy. He saw different. He sees different. We met him in a city called Lucca, Italy. Actually, my wife's grandparents are from Lucca, Italy. So it's fascinating. It's a walled city from medieval times. Met a pastor there. This pastor pastors a church of six people. That's his church. And he says that with, like, all pride, even though pride is sin, but, like, like you know, that's, that's his flock. That's who he pastors. That's who he's called to shepherd. And I could say this, and I know, you know Chris would back me up. I mean, he sees things different. He sees a call different. He sees a life different. And we saw that in him just meeting in his apartment with his African wife and their daughter, and they don't have a building or anything, they just meet you know, regularly and worship. That's his church. It's a man who sees different. Uh, somebody here, I'm not going to say their name, but a testimony about how the rise with God plan has opened up their eyes about the Bible. And just saying you know, that they can't wait to look into God's word, and now, yes, reading Genesis Reading Mark, trying to see connections, meditate on Scripture. They see different. They, they see it differently. It's like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do it because you know the pastor says it, or oh, I got to do this, you know, to be a good Christian. It's different. You see it a different way. Uh, those of y'all, and, and we have uh, both here and some not here, but my wife and I. know, I mean, many single people who are are dating and talking about the challenges of that. And, and we have actually heard some remarkable testimonies of single folks who see differently and say, you know, now I'm going to have this conversation that, uh, just to be clear, like me and my significant other, we're not going to be physical anymore. Uh, because And actually, I get more joy out of being with Christ, and I also get more joy and feel more connected with him as I see my life in Christ, Different and our relationship in Christ is different. That is seeing differently than our world sees. Now, can I get an amen to that? Or maybe I'm off. Amen. That is seeing different. That is countercultural. And just so you know what I think, I do think we're called to be countercultural people. And our culture is moving in a direction that is totally opposite of where Christians should move. And you know a lot of folks that I admire. I've quoted Russell Moore. I really admire him a lot. He said, you know, the day of just whether consumer Christianity or the day of just you know just kind of run by the mill Christianity or cultural Christianity, it's dead. It's over because of where our our nation, yes, our culture is going. It's it's time for he's saying like the real deal. It's kind of time for the real deal. So we see different. Not because I say so. Anybody else? Look into God's Word. It's different. Now, if we see different, though, we are also called, we see this in Scripture, to love different. Love. See and love. Look at the passage I read, picking up verse 4. One of my favorite two words in all the Bible, but God. But, man, if you haven't experienced the but God, and I say that, like, seriously. You know, no flippancy about that. I mean, I could make a joke here, but if you hadn't experienced the but God, like, maybe we need to, like, rethink, I mean, salvation. But God, being rich in mercy because of the love with which he loved us. He loved us first. He loved you first. Even when we were dead in our transpasses, talked about that. We were made alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raise us up with him and seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace. 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 It's free. It's free love. In kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by, again, somebody say it. By grace. grace. Everybody say it. No, no. Stay with By grace. grace. Amen. You have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of of God, not a result of work, so no one may boast. We were loved first, you know that, you see different, and you begin to love in a different way. It's like real love, real genuine, it's not forced, it's not, you don't feel like you gotta do it, and you will give grace. Have you ever really given grace? You know, a great example of giving grace is you know you're right, and you say, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to be right. It's a very small but big, subtle but big way to give grace. I know I'm right, but I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. I'm going to give grace. I'm going to give grace. To love others in a supernatural way. Not emotion. Not because, I mean, love's a cultural word. I mean, we're, we can hear that outside. Of, I mean, everybody's, love other, You know, love, 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 love. I mean, it's the season, love, 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 you know, Valentine's Day. But you know, to love your enemies, to love those that you want to make that point to, is different. How do, how do you get that? How do you do it? You realize, you see different, you were lost, bound to hell, and God reached out, came to, loved you, loved us. You really get that. It's, it's different. There's, there is Keep saying there is a difference. I'll uh, give you just a couple examples of this. There's a man, another man we met in Italy. His name was Samuel, uh, Samuel was He was from, uh, from Africa. I think he was from Ghana. I forget. His, French was his native language. He had moved to Italy. Um, powerful story. Moved to Italy. He, the church he pastored could not support him. He had to get his own job, and he worked uh, as a... Um, as a street cleaner as we might say he's a garbage man for the city and he said with pride you know pride said he said you know I've stayed in the same job for 12 years you know do my work and then pastor this church he's African he's an immigrant in Italy and he's pastoring this uh, this church in uh, Ber- Berganoni, if I pronounce it right Italy and we met and had dinner with him and he had a you know, so he's not his people, not his language, and he had a love to pass them. As he is working as a garbageman, he had a love for the Lord. That's, that's different, guys. Uh, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful to me. It inspires me. Uh, some local examples, though, okay? Uh, we've talked about span elementary school. We've talked about loving our neighbor. Uh, you know, I've been blown away by, by the love uh, shown by many in this church, Uh, We took up uh, a lot of things, gifts that this school needed. You know, I mean, some of us are blessed to be in a school where, you know, every student gets an iPad. You know, they have no iPads. So we give them two iPads, and they said, they said, you know, we gave you a list of things that we needed. We didn't expect you to give us anything. Uh, They were given a brand-new computer. Uh, They were given all these other things. Thank you from folks in here. I do believe that's genuine love. I want that to grow as we love our Neighbors in need. Uh, another example uh, happened this weekend. We've talked about uh, the family lives over here. Their house burned. A group of men got together, uh, got them some furniture, uh, took care of them even more. We, we love our neighbor. Uh, it's genuine. I know these men. I mean, I, I know the love is real. They don't do it by sense of duty. Given Grace. Uh, have you ever? Do you, do you give grace to people, like just naturally? One other story. I, you know, I teach this class uh, at another school, uh, not span. But I teach this class, and I was uh, giving my students a quiz. You know, I came in this week, and I love my students. I love these kids. And uh, they were they they had the class. Uh, they played a little trick on me. They they set up the, uh, the the desks where they were like you know like lined up beside each other. You know, because they knew they were getting a quiz. And they know I'm a pushover, total pushover. So it's, you know, all the desks are beside each other. It's like, can we just do, you know, group quiz today? You know, just, just playing around. We got that relationship. You know, group quiz. And you know, I was like, yeah, sure. They're like, oh, my goodness. You know, they didn't. Now, that's just, I thought about it. That's grace. They didn't expect it. They're playing around. But, I mean, you know what's going to happen. They're going to sit together. And I said, yeah, group quiz. So you can tell each other the answers. So essentially, if, if, if somebody doesn't get 100 here, I mean, we've got problems, you know. But so group quiz, and, you know, these girls, even these guys, oh, my God, you know, this free gift. I mean, I I love the expressions. That was worth more to me than anything. I mean, I'm not quizzing them. I'm like, oh, you got to know this, you know. I mean, first, you know, I mean, I never liked teachers like that. Amen? Amen. You know, and I I never really rolled well. uh, Right, Mom? Yeah. So uh, detention, suspension. Anyway, another story. (laughs) Really suspension. So anyway, but I gave this grace and you know, just melt, people, people get melted. Just, you can just see it in their, oh, I love that. And that's what God, you know, you do that when you know that's what God's done to us. We didn't deserve it, and yet we're given everything. We deserve nothing and get everything. So there's a love. You see different, you love different, and then you go in a different way. Go, go, just go. I love that saying. We're all called to go, and, and some you know, we'll go to Honduras or India or, you know, wherever. And not all are called to go that far, but we're all called to go. And I, I really believe all of us are called to go, like, outside of our comfort zone. It's why our our theme verse is John 10, 16, as an other person. We've all been the other person, uh, to see the other person, to love the other person, uh, to go to the other person, whether it's a neighbor or in another nation. You know, we're called to to go. Jesus is clear. Uh Last verse, verse 10 here. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. I want to say this to all of you. All of you. Wherever you are, wherever you stand in your walk with Christ, relationship with Christ. All of you. I believe this verse applies to your life. You are his workmanship. You're creating Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared before you were born, that you would walk in them. There is a plan, a purpose, a rhythm, a sculpting, an artistry to your life that God planned and He intended and He will see to His purpose. And it's important that we see that, that we grasp that, that we get that. Like say there's a job that you just hate. Like, my job sucks, you know. You know, you, you know, at home at night or, you know, tell your friends, my job sucks. You know, like that. You know I've said that. Uh, what if, what if, radical thought, God has you there not just for a season, for a reason. What if it's not about, like, your skills or, you know, meet, you know meeting your gifts or what if it's about, like, just seeing in a different way and loving in a different way. And saying, God does have me here. And it's it's his rhythm and it's his rhyme and it's his purpose. And it's awesome. And not only am I going to learn from this, but God's going to use me in this with other people. You know, say you work, you know, like if you're in a cubicle next door, or if you're, I don't know, a physician, and you know, you know, the people that you work with, or you're you know, in this business, you know, you got all these bad business deals that are like, man, it's just driving me crazy. Like you can be an example. God can use you. You just see different. It is a whole different way of looking at at life. That's why we say as we go. Matthew 28, 19. Jesus doesn't say just go. It means as you go. So as you go to your work, to your family, to your school, students, you put your day-to-day in the context of eternity because it is in a biblical Christian worldview. It is. And then you say, hey, I'll I'll go on one of these short-term mission trips. I'd love for you to do this. We're going to have more of these this year. And I would say this, if you're interested, you know, Honduras or perhaps India again or Dubai, you're like, yes, please, or Italy, yes, please, you know, just talk to me. We'll work it out. We'll, we'll, We'll make it happen. And then some of you, and I will say this, you know, I put... Put these two families back on screen. Can you do that? The uh, Dubai, the Manlies, and the Kraus. You know, you may be called long-term. Like, oh, oh, oh not me. I'm just saying. Like, I'd love to see that happen. I mean, you're actually seeing it more and more. I've seen it more and more. Folks called to, you know, not just Italy, India. I mean, places that, you know, your, your nature would not want to go. Maybe we should pray about that more. All of this is about, all this is about family in Italy, the Krauses, the Manleys. The Manleys, by the way, the Manleys was family, had good jobs in D.C., like good jobs. So we'll go to the Muslim world to help start this church. Seeing, loving, going in a different way. It is different. And if you're like, you know, I don't know about that, then I would just I'd close by saying this. First off, how, how do we pray for churches around the world? I want us, pray and like see. You know, think about these folks. You know, Americans, the Krauss family, they were from Arizona 17 years ago. They moved to Italy. We saw their church. That's a, it's a hard work. It's been a grind. Stuck with it. You know, see them in your prayers. Imagine them. Say, God, let me see them. Pray for these Christians who are expanding the territory. Uh, love on these churches. Like, how do I love? We do. And I said I was going to ask you to give. You can give. Uh, We have this Raise More Fund. It's our 50-50 fund. You give $2. One dollar goes here to Bellwether. The other dollar goes out. I mean, it is a... I love it. It's a great thing. We've raised, you know, over $100,000. So half of that is extra that we give to church plants around the world. It is a way to love. It is something that you can do. We've talked about our family making practical commitments to give more you know, to go to raise more churches around the world, over and above what we would generally give. And you can go. Like I said, if you're interested in something short-term, talk to me. And I guarantee you, if you go, then you will see different, then you will feel compelled to love in a different way, and you'll probably be compelled at some point to go back again. And it is circular. If you're saved, what is salvation? You see different. We do love in a different way. It's different than the world It's not just emotion. It's supernatural. It's like God love me, I love others, and we go. And if you are not saved, if you're here like man, I'm just, man, I'm just thinking about you know. I really think the Broncos might have a chance, you know. Or if you're like, you know, kind of tracking with you, but let's go, man. Come on, dude. Or if you're like, you know, I said this last week, you know, if if the gospel has not saturated you. God hasn't flooded your heart where it just sticks and you're like, you know, man, I mean, my job still sucks. Thanks. You know, I would just say, I mean, I would say, and I really have no power in this. It is all, the Holy Spirit has to do it. I would say the greatest adventure of life is life in Christ. The greatest adventure, I love that word, adventure of life is life in Christ. It changes everything. Grace changes everything. So I do as we do, we offer this invitation that you receive, but it's, it's all God. It's Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray that people will receive. And the last thing I will say, Jesus saw us. Jesus saw you. You know, in all your brokenness. The song we just said called ourselves a wretch. Like, I don't know if you called it or if you were even singing or maybe, you know, thinking about something else. Call us a wretch. Jesus saw the wretch That I am. Jesus loved. Jesus loved you as you are. And Jesus came. Jesus came in every possible way. We follow him. So we should know what to do. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, may your grace and power and spirit melt hearts, change lives. And we know and believe that it happens all the time whether we see it or we don't. Thank you for your power. May folks receive your grace. May you change a life. In Jesus' name, amen.